Update, brought to you by Simcox Advocates. Advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit simcox.com or call 690-300. Manx Radio's Update with Andy Wint. Faster my good evening at half past five. This is Update for Wednesday, 10th of January, 2024 from Manx Radio. 30 minutes looking at the latest news on the Isle of Man. Background to that news and sport and business and sea watch and travel updates and the newsmakers in person. This evening, traffic disruption in and out of Douglas, the Manx government's chaotic document storage, what the new fisheries management agreement means, when will passengers use the Liverpool ferry terminal and the latest on potential water fluoridisation. Man Benham for all your business and legal needs. First of all, at 29 minutes ahead of 6 o'clock, the update news headlines. First of my, Tessa Hawley. First of my, government's chaotic record-keeping and data storage slowed work on the review into its handling of the COVID-19 pandemic. That's the verdict of the review's chair, who says some meetings were not minuted, files were not kept in a uniform manner, and one minister had deleted all of his emails from the week leading up to lockdown. Revised plans for new visitor facilities at the Laxey Wheel will be discussed with stakeholders prior to being resubmitted for planning approval. It comes after Manx National Heritage pulled its original proposals for a welcome hub at the tourist attraction. It might be time to dust off the sledges in time for this weekend. Ronaldsway Met Office is forecasting snow over the hills on Sunday. In international news, hundreds of innocent postmasters accused of theft because of faulty accounting software are to be exonerated and receive compensation. Rishi Sunak's confirmed new legislation will be introduced and promised to quash their convictions by the end of the year. A leading food and drink company is to cut the price of most of its baby formula milk products. Danone says it's reducing prices on the majority of its Aptamil range to UK retailers by 7%. And could a robot be the answer to fixing Britain's pothole problems? The machine, which uses AI to spot cracks in the tarmac, is set to begin a trial on roads in Hertfordshire. Those are your headlines. News in full at 6. Secure tomorrow today with Man Benham's private client team. Manx Radio Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. Jeremiah, thank you, Tessa. From the Ronaldsway Met Office, no wind warning in operation for the North Irish Sea. State of sea is slight or moderate. And this evening, dry with frost and ice away from that northeasterly breeze. Low temperature close to freezing, but will stay mostly above freezing on lower levels. For tomorrow, Thursday, Jordan, dry with partial cloud in a light to moderate northeasterly, up to 7 Celsius. Overnight minimum is 3, and for Friday, dry with a light breeze, highest 5 degrees. Tides on the way back in, high waters 9 minutes to 11 tonight, low tide uh, tomorrow morning, 10 past 5, sunrise 23 minutes before 9 and high tide tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock. Manx Glass and Glazing are proud to be an approved contractor with Construction Isle of Man. Call the team on 674-573 or visit the showroom on the Snugborough Trading Estate. 
major resurfacing work got underway at Braddon Bridge today with a new one-way system in place for traffic heading into Douglas and diversions along Saddle Road. The DOI hopes to have the work done by the end of this month. Andy Neen is Highway's liaison officer. The department is resurfacing Braddon Bridge, including the Jubilee Oak roundabout on the A1. It's quite a significant piece of work on perhaps one of the, the busier routes on the island. The work is not TT-related. It is simply because it's it's one of the main main roads in Douglas and it's it's just reached the time that, that it, we need to improve its condition. We've looked long and hard at this as to how we mitigate the impact. So we've instigated a one-way system. Anyone leaving Douglas wanting to go west uh, will be directed along Saddle Road and then when you get to the roundabout at Braddon Church, you either turn left to go west or right, you'll be able to turn right and go up Braddon Road, past Braddon School, or back into Douglas. During the weekends, the roundabout round the Jubilee Oak, we're closing Braddon Bridge while we do that, but the diversion out of Douglas will be the same. This way round was thought to be best. That meant the commuters can get into town. It also works very well with the commitments that Bus Bannon have. There's bound to be an impact. Any large scheme in on a very busy road uh, has an impact. Generally, first day or two has the most impact. It's going to take up to three weeks. If we get weather like we've got today, the guys can make uh, good progress. What slows progress down is very cold weather, freezing weather we can't lay asphalt or when it's extremely wet. We have made arrangements with the emergency services that that is accessible if for whatever reason any of the other routes to Nobles Hospital are balked in any way that they'll be able to use that. Well, let's see what's happening live at Quarterbridge now. Max Radio Chanel Suku joins us live at Quarterbridge. What's happening, Chanel? I am down here on the Newcastle Town Road near Quarterbridge where traffic coming out of Douglas is heading along the diversion route towards Saddle Road. Now we've got motorists heading home to Peel and to the south coming together along this stretch. From where I stand it is very busy but traffic is surprisingly moving quite quickly. This is of course the first time these works have faced rush hour traffic as commuters avoided the delays earlier this morning. Andy, I'd say it's definitely something to keep in mind if you're travelling in or out of Douglas tomorrow. Reporting live, I'm Chanel Suku. Update. Brought to you by Simcox Advocates. Advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit Simcox.com or call 690-300. It remains unknown when the first set of passengers will use our 70-plus million pound Liverpool ferry terminal, but the facility itself is said to be nearing completion. Last month, the former infrastructure minister said he had no reason to believe it wouldn't be finished by the start of this year, with passengers on board in March. Current minister Tim Crookall, MHK. That will be down to Steam Packet because they've obviously got to do their sea trials and things first and they've got to be really happy with that. But uh, as long as we've done our bit, if you like, and prepared the building and the facilities and got it ready for them, then we'll just wait for them to say, let's go. So what work is there left to do? The fender work, putting the fenders on the wall, and I think there's a bit of work on the land side, but there's actually very little left to do now. How do you hope the new ferry terminal will benefit the island? First and foremost, the experience you know, of either la- taking off from there or landing there, just, it's just a much better facilities. It just adds to the whole ambience of your, your holiday, if you 
you like or your trip. The elephant in the room, I suppose, is it's significantly over budget. But how do you feel about the project finally coming to fruition? Be delighted to see it done. You know, the island has had to wait for it to be finished, if you like. And it's one of those things, that, you know, far too long. But let's get it done. And let's get it used. And with that in mind, how do you think the project will be remembered by the government and also the public? Some will see it as a huge elephant and a huge expense, totally unnecessary in that. But there was a public consultation at the right at the beginning of it, what people wanted. And, but yeah, it, it absolutely will be remembered because of the cost of it. But uh, that will fade over years, I presume. Yeah, we've had other projects too that have been very expensive. But uh, let's get a decent facility for everybody traveling backwards and forwards regularly from the island. You know, it's, it's more about you know the locals, in my view, and then obviously the, the visitors on top on the back of that. The chaotic way government keeps records and stores documents made a one and a half million pound review of the island's response to COVID significantly harder. So says Kate Brunner Casey, chair of the that review. She's been speaking to the media after publishing 3,600 pages of a report earlier this week. We asked her how access to documents impacted her work. It made the review process um, significantly harder. As you say, I haven't found evidence of documents being deliberately manipulated or deliberately withheld. Uh, And I want to stress that that has been given active attention by the review. As you've identified, though, there was a um, chaotic element to much of the documentation that the review was faced with. By way of example, it was often unclear to the review whether a document was a draft or was a final version of a protocol. Things were not numbered or named in consistent ways which made it very difficult to follow through sequences in relation to documents being changed. Uh, It significantly added to the time that the review had to spend investigating certain areas. And it's also meant that it has been impossible for the review to create a definitive record in relation to some matters. By way of example, in relation to testing strategies, uh, I wanted to be able to set out very clearly the different testing pathways that were used at different points in the pandemic. So In other words, that means what um, symptoms uh, and what particular criteria would trigger somebody being tested and what isolation requirements would follow for them or their close contacts or their households. It was impossible to do that. It was impossible to do that because of the way that documentation was stored uh, and was named. Uh, And that is clearly a situation which needs, in my view, to be very swiftly addressed and remedied. It's 20 to 6 this Wednesday evening, live from Douglas in the Isle of Man. This is Manx Radio. I'm Andy Wint, and this is Update. There is a yellow warning for frost on the Isle of Man tonight. Prolonged cloud breaks later in the night may result in air and road temperatures falling close to zero, giving a risk of icy patches on high roads. Currently, the matrix signs from Hilbury to the mountain, Solby to the mountain, Bagarrow to the mountain and Ramsey to the mountain are all showing fog on the mountain road. The Isle of Man now has greater authority over the decisions taken in its territorial water thanks to a new fisheries management agreement. Defer Minister Claire Barber MHK says it means we can protect the environment and preserve stocks for the future. The key areas really is around us being able to make decisions specifically in our waters. Some of that will be about uh, you know, some of the access to quota which we've been able to get as well which is really positive. Some of that will be around us really looking at what areas we want to protect through our management reserves as well. Um, you know, those management areas and, and what controls we might put into what fishing can occur here I think is really important because we recognise that there's a huge element of interplay between fisheries and the environment um, and that sits really well within the DEFA portfolio.
portfolio. Um, and what we're seeing is through the long-term management plans, actually, for King Solops moving into the Queen Scallops area on that, working with DEFA, working alongside the um, fish producers, actually we're getting to a position where we're able to it, protect the environment while also preserving stocks for the future. So it really is a, a win on both fronts. Sea Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. Motor vessel Mangsman departed Hisham at 11 minutes after two. She'll be into the bay and to harbour in the next 10, 15 minutes or so. Uh, the webcams aren't showing her in harbour yet, but when she's arrived and discharged, she'll be departing at 7.45, heading to Hisham, getting there at about half past 11. The overnight departure is 2.15, from Hesham back to Douglas, arriving at 6, and the morning departure for Hesham is at 8.45. Like the Steam Packet on Facebook for the latest sailing information. Research into possible fluoridation of the Isle of Man's water supply is expected to be published soon, but critics have been making their voices heard already. Petitioner Ian Mack has already pulled together some 500 signatures from those who aren't keen. I don't think that the MHKs really appreciate the level of opposition from islanders, but I also don't think MHKs appreciate what water fluoridation actually means. In fact, very few people appreciate what water fluoridation means. Everyone assumes it means adding fluoride to the water and they assume that it's similar to what's added to most toothpastes nowadays. That's not the case. The fluoride that's added to toothpaste is pharmaceutical grade fluoride, which is completely different to what's added to the water supplies. What's added to the water supplies is actually something called fluorosilicic acid, and it's listed by the World Health Organization and also the UN as being highly toxic. Proponents of water fluoridation would say that it's perfectly acceptable to ingest a toxic chemical so long as the dose is small enough. Now, there are many opponents who would disagree with that, but one of the problems with water fluoridation is that the dose cannot be controlled. I'm hoping to give the the islanders the opportunity to make their views known, so I would encourage everyone to do their own research, if they're in opposition, to make their view known by signing the the online petition. Public Health Interim Deputy Director Dr Toyna Muzan has provided a statement to Manx Radio. This exploration is part of a wider piece of work which aims to reduce tooth decay and dental issues in children, which includes running a supervised toothbrushing program and a number of actions that are set out in the amalgamated dental and oral health strategy for children. Manx Radio Business Briefing. At a quarter to six, water utility company Pennon, based in the southwest of England, is raising up to £180 million in an equity capital raise to fund the acquisition of Sumisho Osaka Gas Water UK, the holding company of Sutton and East Surrey Water, SES Water. The UK-listed group Pennons buying SES Water and other ancillary businesses for £89 million from the Sumitomo Corporation and Osaka Gas, with a total enterprise value of £380 million, when including net debt of £291 million. And for a full daily market report, go to RamseyCrookall.com. Bitcoin jumped briefly yesterday after a post on the US markets regulator's X account, X formerly Twitter, of course, uh, the 
Post said it had approved new so-called exchange-traded funds, ETFs, in Bitcoin. The Securities and Exchange Commission later deleted the post and said its account had been compromised. The social media platform had said the compromised account was not due to a breach of its systems. U.S. regulators are expected to make an announcement on the new ETFs this week. The false post appeared on SEC's official X account shortly after 9 o'clock our time last night, 4 o'clock Washington time. The Stock Market Report, brought to you by Ramsey Crookall. UK and European markets were lower, sentiment turned negative. The dollar gained as investors waited on US inflation data. Oil rose as Middle East supply concerns arising from the Israel-Hamas war and shutdown of a top Libyan oil field offset rising US output. Gold steadied as traders kept their eyes glued on US inflation data. The numbers reported by Ramsey Crook all now at the close in London. The FTSE 100 down four-tenths of a percent at 7,651. The DAX in Frankfurt plus three-hundredths of a percent at 16,693 at the close. Currently in uh, New York City, well a short time ago in New York City, the Dow Jones Industrial is up just over a tenth of a percent at 37,562. The Nasdaq Tech Stocks Index up just over a quarter of a percent at 14,897. The S&P 500 up almost two-tenths of a percent at 4,764. In the exchange markets, the British pound sterling trading at one US dollar, 27.2 cents, one euro, 16.1 cents, and 23 South African rand, 77.7 cents. In commodities, gold's down two-tenths of a percent at $2,026 per troy ounce, and a barrel of Brent crude up two-tenths of a percent now, $77.45. You've got an investment plan? Yeah, Mike set it up. But don't you need loads of money to do that? Not this one. It's called Cheerwater from Ramsey Crookall and you pay in monthly as little as £100. So it's like saving regularly, really helping us invest in the future for a house of the kids' education. £100 a month? I could easily do that. You should. The sooner you start, the better. Invest in your future with as little as £100 a month. Shearwater from Ramsey Crookall, the island's investment specialist for 75 years. Call 717171 or visit ramseycrookall.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. Reinstating the horse tram line to the end of Douglas Promenade could bring the increase in passengers it needs to be a viable investment, according to 1MHK. An independent report found there's a strategic case for them to be reinstated, but the financial case would need to see a very large increase in demand for the horse trams. Daphne Kane, MHK's member for Garth and also chairs the Douglas Bay Tramway Heritage Trust. Well, I think that that was the possibly the single negative aspect where the extension, the, the, the reinstallation of the complete line is questioned and saying that would require a very large increase in passenger numbers. But in fact, in completing the reinstallation of the line to the this end of the promenade, the business end where the majority of the hotels, the sea terminal, the town centre hub is, potentially would secure that very large increase in numbers. And the other significant recommendation pertinent to this point I think is the part about the technology, the website the booking element um, promoting the heritage rail sufficient pricing on the multi-travel journey cards the Go Explore cards to a sustainable level which have fallen behind the single ticket 
pricing. But also, what I think would be a winner, particularly with the increase of the number of cruise ship travel coming to the island, would be the ability for independent travellers to secure a seat reservation, whether that is on a particular horse tram or electric tram or steam rail journey. It would improve the operation for the person to know they have the guaranteed seat on the crossing when they're sorting out their their itinerary for the day on the island with the endless possibilities. And I I think that that would significantly enhance the visitor experience. And if the horse tram were to continue to the end of lock from ideally, I think it is suggesting perhaps going, you know, if government could bite the bullet, secure the horse tram into the sea terminal rather than the end of lock prom, because at the sea terminal, you would have all the visitor um, services that would enhance the passenger experience. So I think it's very encouraging and I'm I'm set cautiously optimistic that this could be a positive step by the department to take stock of the unique nature of the island's variety of railways and devise a strategy and a vision that secures them for the future. Update brought to you by Simcox Advocates. Manx Radio Sport. Fast am I, Rob Pritchard. Fast am I. Good evening. Starting with motorsport and Laylaw Racing says it will be returning to the Manx Grand Prix in 2024. Team manager Eddie Laycock has clarified the outfit's position, saying he was shocked to read a statement elsewhere claiming the team would not be heading back to the event this year. Laylaw Racing have dominated the top two spots in the lightweight MGP class in the last two years, with riders Mike Brown and Ian Locker taking first and second respectively in the race in 2022 and 2023. Meanwhile, Mr Laycock adds his friend and sponsor Jerry Lawler is stepping back from the setup for personal reasons. The team is thanking Jerry for what he's done for them in the last eight years and they hope he can return to the fold in 2025. Boxing now and Manx pro boxer Matthew Rennie has confirmed a date for his first fight of 2024. Magic Rennie has announced he'll return to the ring on Saturday the 17th of February at Grand Central Hall in Liverpool. Further details on his opponent will be announced in due course. The Ireland-born competitor maintained his unbeaten professional record in his last contest on the 1st of December 2020. There, he managed a 77-75 points victory over James Moorcroft at the Toughsheet Community Stadium in Bolton to take his pro tally to 11 wins and one draw. In athletics, Manx athlete Sarah Aston enjoyed a positive first outing of 2024 with the England squad, securing a top-five finish in Spain at the weekend. Contesting the senior women's race at the Juan Magurza El Goibar cross-country event, Aston took fifth place in a time of 28 minutes and six seconds. Two of her fellow England competitors also finished strong, with Neve Brown crossing the line ahead of Aston in fourth, whilst Lauren Hall took sixth spot. For Aston, currently a member of Belgrave Harriers, it follows on from a successful 2023 in which she was crowned English National Cross Country Champion. And in football, two more fixtures tonight in the Isle of Man Under-18s League at the Bowl. Ramsey could go joint top tonight if they beat Jims. Elsewhere, bottom of the table, Colby face Union Mills. Manx Radio Travel, driven by Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Inbound at Ronald's Way, the 5.25 Logan Air from Manchester came in 11 minutes late. Next, it's the 5.28 Logan Air from Liverpool, returning patient transfers showing on time. And the 8 o'clock Logan Air inbound from London City, outbound just one. The 6 o'clock Logan Air to Liverpool, showing on time. On the roads, well, you heard Bratton Bridge there. Resurfacing work means weekdays. 
the roads one way for traffic heading east into Douglas from Braddon Church roundabout to Quarterbridge heading west out of Douglas diverted onto the Newcastle Town Road then Saddle Road at weekends Braddon Bridge is closed to traffic in both directions uh, find out more at maxradio.com elsewhere in Douglas Hillside Avenue is closed through to Circular Road for adjacent office window replacement a section of Switzerland Road is closed till November for some building work temporary lights on Lord Street between the bus station and Duke Street for scaffolding work and also lights on South Quay for emergency gas repairs. In Colby, face closes on the Ballakill Ferrick Road for water main work. Temporary lights on King Edward Road between Gravel and the A2 in Onken for trial pit work. In Andrews, Kean Drockard Road's closed in phases for water main work. South of Kirk Michael, temporary closes on the Ballalai Road for water main work. Silverdale Road's closed between the Battle of Mahuda and uh, Fildraw Road for resurfacing work. North of Ramsey, the road of the Green Farm closed between Nassau Road and Ballacory Road for culvert work. And off-road, the Heritage Trail's closed until the middle of March between Crosby and Glenvine for duct insulation work. Keyside Tyres and Service Centre with one year's free engine warranty from Castrol. Get more with Keyside. Mags Wildlife Trust says it expects the proper due diligence to be carried out when deciding how to implement renewable energy on the Isle of Man. Government's currently looking into building a wind farm at Eristain and Scard. The charity's chief exec is Lee Morris. Do we have concerns? Yes. Are we more enthused at the possibility of renewable energy? Yes. And Manx Wildlife Trust as a whole organisation, we're very much towards the spectrum that, that we believe climate change is a major threat for biodiversity it's a major threat for people and, and we need to do something about it as a population and we should do what we can in our island to make that difference and so therefore doing something and getting renewable energy high up the agenda is is important for us as an organisation. We're therefore very, very, very supportive of the Isle of Man government who are now pushing a renewables agenda. The but from that is that whatever is done needs to be done in the right place and we as an organisation, and I'm, I'm glad to say this on the radio, we trust and expect our government to carry out full and rigorous ecological appraisals and surveys and a full due diligence on any planning process before any turbines go up in the land or the sea. And that's our position now, and I think that's a really important one, that, that there are conversations that I have behind the scenes that don't mean that we're not having those conversations, but we, we, need, to, we need to trust and expect, and I use that word strongly, process to happen properly. Uh, and if it doesn't, then we might change our stance. But that's where we are now. We like renewables, we want renewables, but we want them in the right place and we expect due process to take place before anything's built. That's it for update tonight, compiled from the resources of Manx Radio's news department. Thanks to newsreader Tessa Hawley, producer Amy Griffiths. After the news at 6, Howie Kane's along with the arts programme Spotlight, Greatest Hits with Chris Kinley at 6.30 and the Opera Hour tonight, Ernie Thorne's on at 9 and I'll be back tomorrow at 5.30. W-I-N-T